Welcome to Pathway to Faith Podcast, the media ministry of Harvest Church International Outreach, where we elevate and nurture families through the Word of God. We are so glad that you are here and believe that God will change your life through today's message. Let's listen. Tonight, I want to minister on the importance of water baptism. I want to minister on the importance of water baptism. And before I delve into it deeply, I want to repent of being the pastor of this church. I think the body of Christ at large needs to repent because we have treated water baptism like it was something you can do or not do. And we have handled it so casually, some people who have accepted Jesus doesn't even know, have never been taught and enlightened that they need to be water baptized. And so tonight, um, I'm going to, with the help of the Spirit of God, try to teach this message on the importance of water baptism. What's the message? The importance of water baptism. Would you go ahead and put up nugget number one, please? We've got quite a few tonight. Ready, church, read. Okay, stop right there because a lot of you didn't know that, but go ahead and read it again. Ready? Read. There are several baptisms mentioned in the New Testament, and each has its own particular spiritual significance. There are several. So we know tonight already that we're going to engage in water baptism, but that's not the only baptism that the New Testament talks about. Yes? yes. Nugget number two. Ready? Read. Scripturally, there is only one class of people who are eligible for Christian water baptism. So water baptism is not for everybody. And I'm going to clear it up in just a moment. Nugget number three. Come on, read it again. The New Testament doesn't teach adult or children water baptism. Mm, quiet now. Nugget number four, maybe that'll bring us some clarity. The only baptism is of believers in making any difference if they're young or old. So this is not my lesson, but infant baptism is not in the Bible. Baptizing little babies or sprinkling them, that's all man-made. It's not in the Bible. Oh, Jesus, y'all to see your faces. Nugget number five. Ready? Read. Baptism is the immersion of a person in water. It's not sprinkling. It's not a little dab of do you. It's being baptized 
the same way Jesus was baptized in the River Jordan. And Jesus went under the water all the way. John didn't throw some water on him with his hands. He dipped him in the Jordan, his whole body. And when he came up out of the water, heaven made an announcement. But that's not what I want to point to right now. Nugget number six. Ready? Read. It will take a lifetime of a believer to live out all the spiritual implications. So it won't take long when we come to this portion of the service that we will go into the baptismal area and I will baptize them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Ghost. But that'll just be a short period. But when they come up out of the water, they have a whole lifetime to live out this identification Amen. In recognition with the Lord Jesus Christ. Can somebody, yeah, don't panicate. If you're going to do it, go ahead and do it. Nugget number seven. A lot of nuggets. Water baptism is a simple act of obedience to the one who commanded us to do it. So water baptism is not something I commanded. It's not something Paul commanded. Are you listening to me? It's not something Peter commanded. It is something that the head of the church commanded, that every believer should be water baptized. Hallelujah to God. Nugget number eight, and uh, if you need another one, see me after service. <laughs> Nugget number eight, ready? Read. So water baptism is a testimony to the public. Or I like to put it this way, water baptism is a testimony to the world that you are now identifying with the death, the burial, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that separates you from all other religion because walking with Jesus is not a religion, it is a relationship. Glory be to God. Can somebody say amen? amen? So we've already read nugget number one that there are several baptisms which is mentioned in the New Testament. And we said that each one has its own particular spiritual significance. Number one, the baptism of John in Matthew chapter three. Jesus Christ's own baptism under death in the, uh, the book of Luke. Number three, the baptism with the Holy Spirit into the mystical body of Christ which was prophesied by John the Baptist. Good God of mercy. And it took place on the day of Pentecost. There's another baptism, the baptism of fire, a baptism of judgment of the ungodly in the book of Revelations, particularly chapter 20 and John chapter 5, verse number 24. But then there's another baptism. I've already mentioned four, Yes. Now I'm going to mention number five. I made reference to it, but now let's deal with it. Baptism number five is the baptism of believers upon their profession of faith in Christ. So you do not get water baptized before you receive Jesus. If you get water baptized 
before you received Jesus, you just took a bath. You just got wet. Because the thing that qualifies you to engage in this ordinance that God gave the church like he gave the ordinance of communion is that after one has received the Lord Jesus Christ, we are identifying to the public by being water baptized that I am identifying with his death because when he died, I died. When he went under, I went under. But blessed be Jesus. On the third day, when he got up, God of mercy, we got up. And when he sat down at the right hand of the Father, we sat down with him. Could God of mercy. Now let's go to Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6. Now I've been baptized several times. I was baptized in the Baptist church because they told me I needed to be water baptized. Didn't know what I was doing, but once I got enough nerve to walk up in front of everybody, I went up front, me and my friend. And uh, that was the end of the story. Then before I went to Vietnam, I started attending this Pentecostal church. And they told me I wasn't baptized right. <laughs> they said I need to be baptized in Jesus' name. So I got baptized in Jesus' name. Got baptized in Jesus' name, went to Vietnam, and got strung out on heroin. Because until you give your life to Jesus, you're just in a jacuzzi. Are you listening to me? And so I'm going to baptize people tonight. I'm going to baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. So whatever group you run with, you're going to be all right. Good God. Mm -hmm. Are you in Romans 6? Are you in Romans 6? Let's look. Let's get busy. Let's learn. Particularly those who are going to be baptized. You need to know why. Look at verse number 3. Or do you not know that as many of us as we're baptized into Christ Jesus, we're baptized into his death. Therefore, we were buried with him. So when you get water baptized, you have to internalize, you have to visualize your identification with Christ. You got to see him going down and you got to see yourself going down. You got to see him coming up, and you got to see yourself coming up. You got to see yourself walking in power and victory, amen, that the Lord Jesus Christ is walking in. You have to see yourself walking in it. How God anointed Jesus, amen, with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good, that same anointing, that same power, amen, is upon you. And notice that that power didn't come upon him until he was water baptized. Ah, Jesus, let's go. As Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, 
certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. As a believer standing in the water, ready to be baptized, they are saying, as it were, I confess now my identification with the Lord Jesus who bore my sins, who bore my sins, who bore my sins, who bore my sins. That's why I serve him, because he bore my sins. That's why I love him. He paid a price for my sins that I couldn't pay. He died in my stead, and he rose for my justification. The life of Christ is our life now. Now, now let me make some, cl some clarity. When you get water baptized, water baptism doesn't save you. You get water baptized because you are saved. Ooh, Jesus. Water baptism doesn't connect you to Jesus. Water baptism causes you to identify with him. Getting saved connects you to Jesus. Being born again, it causes you to be engrafted into the family of God. Are you listening to me? I don't want anybody to get it wrong that water baptism saves you. And water baptism doesn't wash anything off of you. The blood does. Are you listening to me? Is this helping anybody at all? I now public acknowledge Jesus Christ as my substitute. That's what you're saying to the world when you are water baptized. I am publicly announcing to the world that I am identifying with the redemptive work of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm doing it publicly. Can somebody say amen? You've already read that scripturally there is only one class of people who are eligible for Christian baptism. And they, and they are those who through personal faith in the Son of God have been regenerated by the Holy Spirit of God. So in other words, you don't get water baptized because your mama got saved or your daddy got saved. If your mama gets saved, that doesn't save you. It's a personal thing between you and Christ. Are you listening to me? So the people who qualify for water, Christian water baptism are those who have, through personal faith in the Son of God, who have confessed with their mouths, believed in their hearts on the Lord Jesus Christ. Them and them alone are the ones who qualify. Now let me bring some clarity. The New Testament does not teach adult baptism. And the New Testament does not teach infant baptism. The only baptism that the Bible teaches about is a believer. Make no difference if they're young or old. If they are a believer on the Lord Jesus Christ, that he is their Savior and he is their Lord, then they qualify to be water baptized. Help me, Jesus. Wow. Wow. Let's look at Acts. I'm almost done. Now, you know that's not true, but it sounds good. <laughs> Acts chapter 18. Let's look at verse 
verse number 8. Acts chapter 18. And let's look at verse number 8. Ready? Read. Start over again. I couldn't hear that second word. Ready? <laughs> y'all cheating that second word like y'all do a song y'all don't know. <laughs> Ready? Read. The ruler... Look at this. The ruler of the synagogue, he believed on the Lord with all his household and many of the Corinthians. And if you can get saved living in Corinth, you, you got it. But look at this. And many of the Corinthians, what did they do? Hearing. What happened next? So they believed what they heard. They heard about Jesus, God of mercy. They believed what they heard. Amen? They heard about Jesus. They believed on Jesus. And what happened next? And they were what? Notice they were baptized. They weren't baptized first. Then they heard. Then they believed. No. They heard about Jesus. They believed on him. That means they invited him to be their personal Savior and Lord. And notice the next thing that happened. They got water baptized. Are you listening to me? Now, if all you see in this verse of Scripture is water baptism, then you miss the point. The real point of the matter is that they are identifying with the Lord Jesus Christ. Let, let me help you. Let's back up to Acts chapter 8. Acts chapter number 8, verse 26. Acts chapter 8, verse 26. Now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south along the road which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is desert. So he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority, not authority, of great authority, under Cadence, the queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasury, and had come to Jerusalem, he had come to Jerusalem to what? He had come to Jerusalem to worship. It's interesting. This African man is coming to Jerusalem to worship. That's another subject. Was returning and sitting in his chariot. He was reading Isaiah the prophet. Then the spirit said to Philip, go near and overtake this chariot. Wait a minute now. How can a man walk and overtake somebody who's in a chariot? So, Pil so Philip ran to him 
and heard him, come on, reading the prophet Isaiah and said, do you understand what you are reading? And he said, who said? The Ethiopian. How can I unless someone guide me? And he asked Philip to come up and sit with him. Is this blessing anybody? Then the place in the scriptures which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter and as a lamb before his shears in silence. He opened not his mouth. He's preaching the gospel to him. In his humiliation, his justice was taken away. And he who declared his generation for his life is taken from the earth. So the eunuch answered Philip and said, I ask you, of whom does the prophet say this? Of himself or of the some of the other men? Then Philip opened his mouth and began at this scripture. Preach Jesus to him. Get the picture. He's already traveled from Ethiopia to Jerusalem, come on, to worship. But wherever he was worshiping, they didn't introduce him to Jesus. And some of you have been in church a long time, and you were never introduced to Jesus. Introduced to doctrine. Introduced to man's ideas. Introduced to man-made religion, but never introduced to Jesus. Because to find Jesus is not complicated like man have made it complicated. All you have to do is call him. And he'll answer. I don't care where you are. You can be at a crack house and call him. You can be in an outhouse and call him. You can be in the principal's office and call him. You can be in the palace and call him. You can be in prison and call him. And he'll answer. You can be well or sick and call him. And when he shows up, everything that's wrong is subject to change. Verse 36, now as they went down the road, they came to some water. Just down the hallway, they're going to come to some water. And the eunuch said, see, here's water. What hinders me from being baptized? Then Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, come on. What, what did he say? What did this powerful man from Ethiopia say? What did he say? So the only way he could say, I believe on this man named Jesus Christ, Philip had to preach about him. So the eunuch got saved 
And then he realized that after he was born again, he needed to identify with the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and the eunuch said to Philip, there's some water. And I want every person here today who's come to be water baptized around the corner, just down the bend, there's some water. Jesus. And I surmise maybe the water that the unit got in was cold, but we've heated up your water. Jesus. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. So he commanded the chariot to stand still. That's why we really, I'm almost, oh, Lord, help me. I almost want to check. We always say Christian, Christians, but, but we're really kingdom citizens. We have power and authority. Anybody here saved? Anybody watching around the world, are you saved? You got power to shut the devil down. I don't care where he raises his head. You can lay your hands on the sick and they'll recover. You can cast out devils. You got that much power. As a kingdom citizen. All these old weak Christians, we need some kingdom citizens. Out of mercy. Is this blessing anybody at all? And both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and he baptized him. So that tells me I can't stand outside the water to pool and reach over. No, everybody going to get wet. <laughs> Glory to God. Now, when they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord caught Pastor Hub, I mean, caught Philip. The spirit of the Lord caught Philip away so that the eunuch saw him. Good God of mercy. Let, let, let's, 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 let's close. Let's, let's close with this. Let's go to Matthew 3. This is the real close. Matthew 3. Because Jesus didn't command us to do something that he didn't do himself. Are, are you in Matthew 3? We're, we're in good company when we get water baptized. I said we're in good company when we get water baptized. Are you in Matthew chapter 3? Look uh, with me. W what is it I want? Uh, look at verse 13. Yeah, this is it. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John, his cousin, at the Jordan to be baptized by him. 
Now, John doesn't know he's coming. But Jesus is going to where his cousin is because he's already in the Jordan. He's baptizing folk. Let's read on. And John tried to prevent him saying, I need to be baptized by you. That's true. (laughs) And you're coming to me? But Jesus answered and said to him, Permit it to be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. When he had been baptized, Jesus came up. Immediately, come on. Jesus came up immediately from the water. Well, you can't come up unless you go down. And Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were open to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and aligning upon him. And look at verse 17. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, let let me park my car. Because up to this point, Jesus hadn't done anything in ministry. Ooh, Jesus. He didn't do anything in ministry until he got water baptized. And the Bible says when John dipped him, he came up and the heavens opened. Not only did the heavens open, the Bible says, and his father spoke. And he said, behold, my beloved son, in whom I am. You see, you all, you, you don't understand what that means. You don't even know what the father was doing. You see, up to that point, Jesus was Joseph's son. Because if you understand anything about Hebrew culture, a child is not your child until the father announces it. The father has to announce, that's my child. And once he announced, that's my child, talk to me. That's his child. That's why the father had to speak. He was saying, he's not Joseph's son anymore, as you have known for 30 years. But he is transitioning. I lent him to Joseph and Mary for 30 years. Good God of mercy. But now he's getting ready to fulfill the reason that he was born. And before he could fulfill the reason he was born, he had to be water baptized, and I had to speak that he is my son. When he said, behold, my son, every Hebrew knew what the father was saying. God was saying, he's my son. 
That's my seed. I planted it in Mary. I chose Joseph for a season. Good God of mercy. Is this helping anybody at all? And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Baptism is a testimony to one's faith in Christ, to the public, to the world. And so today I pray with all of my inadequacies it would be so nice if God had chosen you, but this moment is me and I'm just always got to work with at this moment. But I pray something was said, something was imparted, particularly into the spirit, to the souls of those who are going to get water baptized. That they're not just getting water baptized, but they are identifying with the only living God. They're not identifying with Muhammad. They're not identifying with Buddha. All of them are dead. But they're identifying with a resurrected Savior. And whatever his, his, his death, burial, and resurrection purchase, it is available to every child of God. So this is a glorious day for every person who's going to get water baptized. When I gave myself to the Lord, I mean, I really gave my life to God. I was done. I was through. I was at Rhema on the second floor in the apartment. And uh, Doc Horton, one of the teachers, professors at Rhema, was in the swimming pool, baptizing people on a Saturday morning. And I came to my balcony and I was listening. And as I was listening, I had a, I had a witness in my heart that now that I have knowingly, knowledgeably given my life to Jesus, that I needed to be water baptized. I put on my swimming trunks. I didn't know protocol, but I was going to get baptized. And I went down and asked them, could I, could I join in? And uh, Doc Horton baptized me in Raymond Swimming Pool at Student Housing. And something happened to me. Something was released in my life. All I know, it's been almost 40 years, and I never turned back. And I believe tonight, every person who's going to get water baptized, could God of mercy, something from heaven is going to be released into their lives. <laughs> and like Jesus, some of them are going to begin their ministry, just like Jesus. Thank you for joining us. Special thanks to those of you who give generously and make this ministry outreach possible. 
Click the link in the description to give now or visit hcio.org slash podcast for more information. Be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Even tag us on social media at Harvest Church KC. Thanks again for listening.